0: I've heard that you've recently um, gained some steam with your political career. Would you want to touch on that at all?
1: This is unbelievable. This would be an awesome opportunity to like bring people together. We have to bring up Foxconn. No matter what we do now, it's coming.
0: How large of an impact could taking so much water out of Lake Michigan have?
1: Obviously, 7 million gallons of water is a lot, right? Uh, the good. king of Milwaukee. <laughs> he is the king. <laughs>
2: Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to The Plug. This is episode 22, and we get to host Fabi Maldonado, the supervisor of the board for Racine County. Um, on this episode, Fabi touches on the current policies occurring in Racine, um, some of the larger business development that's occurring in that, that market, and specifically in the district that he represents, which is district number 2, and um, he talks a little bit about what it was like to go on the campaign trail for his current position. So, tune in to episode 22. Um, this one is exciting because uh, it, is, it represents the pace of these episodes that you can see, and it's a great, great conversation. Thanks for tuning in, and here's the episode.
1: Some of the parts that I'm working on, um, Grow the Vote, which is a collaboration with Normal, Southeastern Normal. Uh, shout out to Eric Marsh and the Normal crew. I'm also working with Beyond Coal, which is a political action group with the Sierra Club, and I'm also working with the REA, which is the the Racine Union, a school union, and I'm working with the the union president and. Couple other members from the community to essentially stop to take over the, the privatization of uh, public schools.
0: I've heard that you've recently um, gained some steam with your political career. Would you want to touch on that at all?
1: Yeah. So I was elected uh, county board supervisor of the second district in Racine County. Um, essentially, I we are the political arm of the uh, county of Racine. So like a lot of stuff that we deal with are was like parks, property taxes, uh, the jails. Um, zoning for big you know, commercial buildings and whatnot. So a lot of environmental stuff, which is my thing, and a lot of stuff that has to do with like incarceration, which is also my thing.
2: So if, if we're talking about Racine County and we're talking about commercial development, we have to bring up Foxconn and right. the current areas of impact. What, for positive and negative, what is the discussion and what's the status of, of how th- things are being handled?
1: Uh, Well, with Foxconn, um, when I ran for mayor in 2017, essentially I was against it, right? Um, But the problem is no matter what we do now, it's coming. There's no stopping it. But what we can do is be like watchdogs, essentially, the progressive people who are in office right now, and there's multiple people who have vowed to, like, essentially look out for the environment, make sure that... uh, that we're not getting rolled over by just corporations that come here and essentially just set sail in like this is their spot now, right? So my job essentially now is to do whatever I can to make sure that our environment is protected to the fullest capacity. And um, right now with Foxconn, the, there's challenges. Uh, so. The challenge is like whenever Foxconn does something great, it's going to be magnet. Like it's going to be huge. Like it's going to be great for a lot of people. But when something bad happens, it's going to be really bad for a lot of people. So it's like a lot of good or a lot of bad. So like there's not like a lot. Probably in between. both.
0: I can imagine that there will be good outcomes and then also consequences. Right. And it seems that the closer you live, the more those consequences might hit home, literally.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Right.
0: So how large of an impact could taking so much water out of Lake Michigan have?
1: Um. Well, obviously, seven million gallons of water is a lot, right? And just for one corp, one corporation, one company, to me seems kind of kind of selfish. Um. I know Racine, their whole t- you know people in Racine are struggling. We have we have been number one in unemployment for years, decades, and when you see something like Foxconn coming, if you were one of those people. Who, who live in Racine and just haven't had a job in a long time, it's just like, like the, the thing you've been praying for. But mm-hmm. the reality is like, these jobs are gonna require at least a two year degree. Um, and we don't have the workforce readiness uh, right now. I know they're working on it, the city of Racine is working on, Racine County are collaborating with Gateway to another like independent schools to essentially get people ready for these jobs, but I mean, it's going to be tough, right? And it's something that we should have prepared maybe you know a year or two ago, before Foxconn even came. Like but
2: with the Amazon deal or the Uline deal, I mean, part of those were were going to be or a big um, initiative that was involved with that deal was the fact that we did have an, a higher unemployment rate, and that would be that would be qualified labor. Um, right. Is it is it now trying to attract? additional
1: businesses in that? I mean, how is how is the county to the south responding to this? So the the problem again is like, Amazon also promised a lot of jobs, right? And they essentially kind of did, but the problem is, is they're low wage jobs again, right? And it's the jobs that are way out in the county and like the people in the inner cities can't reach those jobs. A lot of people don't have cars. Some people have a trouble just keeping up a car, putting gas in the car.
0: Ooh, No, I'm
1: just kidding. (laughs) But, you know, it's like for me, like, I'm not a rich person. So when my car, like, went out last year, like, I was, like, if it wasn't for public transit, like, I would be, I would not have my job that I have right now. And because I had public transportation for, like, a good three months, I was able to maintain my job and essentially buy a car. Wow. So, like, I, like, there's so many people out there like that, right? And, like, it's, it's very... It's very hard for people who've never had that problem to understand that.
2: Yeah, so being someone who's valued public transit, what do you think of the streetcar development that's going on in uh, Milwaukee here? It, it's, it's proposed as something that's going to connect these individual communities and, and build out more of the city. Do you see that that is accurate?
1: I can't speak too much on the Milwaukee transit because uh, I haven't really looked into it too much, but I'm always for like public uh, transportation like we need to f- we have to start thinking long-term and obviously our environment is taking a huge impact if there's any way that we can reduce the carbon let's do it and I, I'm i all for more uh, community-based transportation a place where people can sit down and interact with each other instead of just individually being in your car like I feel like sometimes when I would be on the bus coming back from school I would meet so many people on the bus and just meet new friends and just like de-stress and like it's just we need to we're in we're, we're human beings we like to we interact and like i think being in a public space is a good place to feel united and i feel like right now because America's so divided this would be an awesome opportunity to like bring people together definitely
0: that's incredible so could you tell us about the process of getting your current position what that was like for you
1: campaigns are extremely stressful um you have to there's no like Uh, like, no half-ass in a campaign, because if you do, you're done, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you have to give it all, give it your all, because if you don't, you're going to get beat. Um, In campaigns, you essentially have to, you know, whatever time you have that's free, you have to give that and then some. So, like, campaigns are, it's a very stressful, uh, it's like, it's a very stressful time and commitment, and yeah, like, if you're one of those people that can't handle stress, it might not be the best choice for you and also if you have social anxiety like <laughs> if you don't have a if, if it's if you have a hard time talking to people you have to talk to a lot of people all the time so yeah wow,
2: it's wonderful and good. earlier when before we started the podcast you said that something an organization that has been monumental for you was the normal movement um, right how is how is that affect or how are you incorporating that into what you're doing today
1: so I used to be the chair and founder of the Racine Green Party uh, in 2017. and one of my our, our party's initiative was to decriminalize cannabis to one fines, right. So the goal was to make it, um, it more expensive for the police department to write those tickets uh, than it was to actually get money out of it, right? So that was my goal was to be a pain in their butt so we can move this uh, decrim- so we could move to legalization. Um, but when we, st- when we launched the campaign to decriminalize, uh, Eric Marsh, who's the executive director of Normal, reached out to us, and ever since then, like, he's like, he's like my brother. So, like, me and him always talk to each other about, like, what's going on and, like, our plan to decriminalize cannabis, uh, which is Grow the Vote, uh, in Wisconsin. Essentially, our goal is to decriminalize southeastern Wisconsin and then some. So, um, we just want to take the talking point away from, candidates who use it as a leverage right they're like well I'm for decriminalization first before we go to legalization no it's already decriminalized your only option is legalization right so that's what our goal is that's incredible
2: earlier you had mentioned that the lawsuit with that you had experienced with your family had motivated you to get uh to to make a difference um do you care to speak on that on on some of the thing the pieces that were the most motivating
1: The most motivating part for me was like, I essentially was going around during the lawsuit asking politicians for help. I was asking organizations for help and, um, you know, leaders in our community, and there was none. And it's not unique to Racine. It's pretty much the same everywhere. And I was extremely depressed, upset, that no matter what we did, even if it was by the law, uh, the judicial system is just not meant for poor people. It's not meant for, it wasn't made uh, for minorities. So that was, it just, I, it, when that happened to us, it just, like, I, it just like something snapped in me where I was just like, I'm never gonna let this happen to anybody else. And currently, this is a shout out to my brother James Barker, He is currently in trial without a lawyer. He's a black man who is is being accused for a crime that he may not have committed. And at this point, um, it's not whether or not he's guilty, but the fact that um, police officers um, did not follow proper protocol and the whole entire case is just, like, now questionable. It's almost like the Avery White trial. You guys remember that on Netflix? Absolutely, yeah, where making people, a murderer. Right, making a murderer. <laughs> for for people, those who need a deeper reference. Right, oh. so, like, people were, like, just describing, like, did he do it? Did he not do it? When in reality, it wasn't... It was
2: like, it, complacency from the police. Right,
1: and it's... I'm not anti-police by any matters, but I'm just, like, anti-bad police policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's, like, again, for, like, in Avery White, it wasn't whether or not he actually did it. It was just, like the there was more than reasonable doubt out there and like you can't sense sense in somebody like that you know so i'm helping james and i hope that there is a lawyer so when his court case comes again that he has somebody to defend him so
2: Well, if Gruber has said anything, I guess he's only... One call, call, that's that's all. all.
0: By the way, we saw a Gruber sign a billboard in Spanish, and it said, one call, that's all, in Spanish. With llamada es todo,
1: yes. Yes. Uh, Sponsor is Gruber. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh, That's the good. king of Milwaukee.
1: <laughs> he is the king. He's like spotted. He's like the Where's Waldo for Milwaukee. Like mm-hmm. we have seen him in random. And when I say we, me and my friends, like have seen him in the most randomest spots in like Milwaukee. We're like in the for public sure. library, jazzing like, the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in the public library. We're like, oh, there's there's Scruber, like, Metro Market, at the bar. Like and you you see him everywhere. I'm like, wow. Like this, I'm in at the airport, like in Houston. I'm oh. like, what are you doing here? <sighs> Wait, yeah. which
0: airport in Houston?
1: Um, I don't know. I was at Houston. Awesome it was just like a layover for me okay Gruber was on the airplane of one of my friends I'm like wow
0: that's awesome that's cool he's everywhere shout out to the Houston airport George Bush International not my airport but (laughs) I um, think that was the one yeah Yeah. anyway actually it might be my airport now because uh the they shut down an entire wing to return something that I left on the plane
1: wow so real customer service right yeah
0: it was fabulous that's cool
2: five stars
0: yeah five star service on that one
1: <laughs> cool cool that's amazing i gotta start going to Houston airport yeah more. thank you george bush it
0: <laughs> uh, doesn't look so bad right now do you um follow politics really closely
1: uh I used to follow national politics very closely, mm-hmm. but like my focus has changed where I'm most, mostly local, fo- yeah, mostly local. Mm-hmm. and some state, but mostly local. Mm-hmm.
0: So how much do you think the media, especially nationally focused, how much do they twist the information that we receive so that we have this narrative that they're constructing?
1: Um, well, I don't have like exact data on that, but like, I know that they, you know, media is a business, right? And their job is to sell. And they're so sort of like I've personally been like in protests, I've done like c d protests civil disobedience, and there was like conservative media was saying that illegal immigrants arrested in racine, which obviously was not the case, right so yes, and both sides do it, so it's you know that's their job, right it's their job is to get people to click on the headlines, so yes, they twist the the truth <laughs> sometimes, yeah.
2: So Regina has, um, a, a, I know we've been trying to find a way to, in, or I, I just want you to introduce your principle of how, how consumption of cannabis can be different than what it's always been.
0: Oh, yeah. So I am a cannabis user, but I don't smoke cannabis. I eat cannabis, mm-hmm. so I'll cook it into my food in a really simple manner where I just grind it up. And hopefully we don't put this in the actual podcast. I just, but... I figured. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... I'm just speaking about it, it doesn't have to be um, something that fights against your body's natural, you know, way that it works the healthiest. Um, Just because I think that's my least favorite part about cannabis culture is that like hiding behind a building, you know, smoking a bowl, like you're inhaling burnt plant matter into Mm -hmm. your lungs. There's going to be some residue, some buildup. It's not the healthiest form of consumption, Um, although... Some people, you know, no matter how many times they hear that in fashion speech, they're always going to want to take a puff.
1: Right. But <laughs> And and that's the thing with normal. is like we need to start normalizing the actual like use of it, right? Yeah. Because people are like, oh, so like when we launched our decriminalization campaign in Racine, I specifically told the journalist who was there. Uh, I've spoke to m- multiple journalists about my uh, campaign, our campaign. And... I would tell them, like, look, I'm only doing this interview if you promise you won't say, like, it's just the Green Party again yeah. added with Smoking Pot. Right. And, right. you know, it's just the Green Party again Smoking Pot, mm-hmm. which was, like, really annoying, right? Of course. So, like, and I would tell, like, journalists or, like, when I'm on TV, I'm like, I need to let y'all know that this is because the high incarceration rate right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But still some way. Somehow. Somehow, it's like, up. Maldonado at it again was decriminalization and like smoking and they'll have like kids in the back smoking pot while they're like Um. on skateboards and stuff. I'm like, where do you get these bits from? Like, why? Like, how did this like, uh. Cool. Anything else you
0: want to touch on? We can probably wrap pretty soon.
1: Um, again, like my, I'm at it again with the cannabis. Uh, (laughs) My goal is to decriminalize cannabis in Racine County. And I guess this is like a call to action to anybody who's uh, watching the podcast, listening to the podcast. If you want to get into politics, if you want cannabis to be legalized, you have to get involved. If you're waiting for somebody else to do it, you're, it's never going to happen. You have to be the person to change. It's like Obama said, you are the change you have been waiting for your whole life, and that's so true. So if you want cannabis to be real, a uh, real-life thing where you could smoke without like freaking out about it, run for office.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: there you go. <laughs> and cool.
2: then how do you support someone who's... Uh, on that campaign, running for office. If let's say your contribution is saying hello and here's my vote. Do but you rock the vote? How do you talk about it? You know, uh, we grow the vote. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, no. So if you need help, um, if you've never run for office, I've never ran for office either, and I just ran for mayor. Um, so it's it seems like a very far fetched, like impossible goal. But if you really need help, I'm here. Like my goal, my job is to help people run for office and i would gladly help anybody who wants to be part of the movement to you know sit down give you some pointers and off you go
0: yay well thank you so much for joining us today
1: thank you for having me i appreciate it Of course.
2: and that was episode 22. thank you for everyone who has made it this far in the episode uh thanks for staying tuned to the plug as always uh, Regina Simonson, myself, and we are always excited to be producing this. So if there's something that you know or that you think could benefit from this platform, um, share share what you heard today, Share the media, share the, our posts, and reach out to us. We're always online, so um, if you ask questions, we'll we'll be sure to answer in as as quickly as possible. Um, thanks for tuning in to episode 22 of the Plug Podcast. Lots of fun things on the horizon, so stay tuned and stay plugged in.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Fabio Maldonado. I'm the Racine County Board Supervisor for District 2. And thank you so much for watching The Plug.